Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate, and I am by myself doing this interview right now. We've got David Jones, who's running for the LPTN chair. We are talking some Libertarian Party business right now. He's got some great ideas for actually growing the party Uh, getting them better organized from a grassroots local level, building that system, building that structure so we can continue to grow the party like we've seen over the last several years. And I I was very encouraged, very, very happy with our conversation because he's got some great ideas. And I love that the Libertarian Party and people within the Libertarian Party are thinking about how to organize this better, how to get all of these different regions and all the different states together and uh, yeah, it was just a great a great conversation overall about being a big L versus a small L, voting third party instead of the the first and second parties, the Republicans and Democrats, and you know what it means to to be a libertarian, how tough it is to get on the ballot in Tennessee, which is insane and infuriating, by the way. So you want to listen for that. But anyway, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Let's get on to talking to David Jones. Oh. Well, my name's uh, David Jones. I'm uh, from Tennessee. I am uh, currently the Libertarian Party of Tennessee's uh, Whiskey Region uh, Chair for the uh, state party. And I'll be running for Chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee in 2021. Great. So for those people who don't know how the Libertarian Party does things, what's the process for running for Chair uh, of the Libertarian Party? How do they go about doing that vote uh well we have an annual convention every year and uh each state does a little bit different uh depending on their bylaws in the state of tennessee uh our executive officers which consists of the chair vice chair secretary and treasurer it's a two-year term so every two years we hold elections for all four of those positions In 2021, our state convention for the LPTN will be in Lebanon, Tennessee. On February the 20th and 21st, we'll be doing business uh, on the 21st. So that'll be when the election is. In order to be a a delegate, uh, according to our bylaws, you need to be a resident of the state of Tennessee. Then we also have a dues requirement for the state party, which is uh, $25 annually. Or you can also do $25 worth of volunteer work for the state party. And that needs to be signed off on by your regional or county chair that uh, you've been able to accomplish that volunteer work. But that'll set you good with the uh, state party as well. Once you've uh, really reached both of those uh, requirements, whether you've with volunteer work with the $25 dues, and you're a resident of the state of Tennessee, then you can be a uh, voting delegate at our annual state convention. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> well, have you always been a libertarian? Are you a lifelong libertarian, or have you switched over from something else in the past? Well, I, I have been a lifelong libertarian that I found out. I've always uh, lived by the, the philosophies and the principles that are behind libertarianism, 
I discovered and actually got involved in the Libertarian Party about 2016. Uh, I'd been kind of wandering the political land landscape for, for years without a political home because I really didn't feel like any of the parties really kind of went along with, with any of my beliefs or my principles. But I was on Facebook one day, and I was scrolling through, and I saw a uh, political ad for Gary Johnson. And he was the presidential nominee for the Libertarian Party. And I was like, well, I've heard of the Libertarian Party, but I've never really looked into it. And I was like, this election, we don't have two really great choices right now. So I was like, let me check out this Libertarian Party. So I went over to uh, LP.org. And I took a look at the, the platform and the principles and all of that. And I, it, it really clicked. I was like, wow, this, this party really clicks with, with, with my beliefs and my principles. And in 2016, I contacted our state party and they uh, put me in contact with my local county affiliate. Uh, so in 2016, I started out as a county chair for Coffee County here in Tennessee. And I eventually became the uh, secretary for the Libertarian Party of Tennessee at the convention in 2017. And now I'm currently the regional chair for our whiskey region, which is uh, down here in southern middle Tennessee. I'm over uh, 13 counties down here in uh, southern middle Tennessee. And what I do as a regional chair is uh, I'm a representative to the executive committee who uh, helps our uh, county affiliates within those 13 uh, counties that fall within my region and help them with uh, get, uh, getting started, uh, getting bylaws written, getting, getting events scheduled, uh, helping candidates that may uh, be running in those areas. So, so yeah, and the way Tennessee's kind of set up, we've got, we break it up into nine regions in the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. So we, we kind of have, can represent each one of those regions properly, you know. So we kind of go from uh, west to east. We've got our Memphis region, Delta region, River region, Whiskey, Nashville, Upper Cumberland, Valley, Knoxville, and Appalachian regions. Okay. And each one of those regions has a regional chair, and they have a portion of the counties that are within the state of Tennessee. Now, before you actually joined the party and looked, you said you went to the Libertarian Party's website and looked at their platforms. Did you have any misconceptions about libertarianism in general that you can remember or about the Libertarian Party I, in general? I did. Uh, the Like I said, I'd heard of the Libertarian Party and I'd heard of libertarianism and some of the propaganda that I heard back then that kind of made me not go out and independently look at the Libertarian Party. It's kind of the same bit of propaganda that goes around, you know, today about libertarianism and libertarians is, you know, they're selfish, they're corporatists, you know, they're out for themselves, you know, they just, and that, that's, that's really not true. Libertarians are some of the most unselfish people that I, I've ever met. You know, we, we uh, believe in our principles. We believe in getting the government out of your lives, getting them out of your way. If you want to start a small business, removing those uh, obstacles that may be in your way to being able to use your talents uh, to their best abilities. So, 
it, it was really being able to, to really re- read and research into the party that kind of pulled a lot of that, that back, that libertarians aren't selfish people. Libertarians yep. are, are some of the most unselfish and loving and caring and empathetic people that, that you can meet. I've met some of the best people I've ever met in my life in the Libertarian Party. That's actually been something we've we've been trying to work on. <clears throat> I do think that that's the biggest mis- misconception is that libertarians are selfish and that they're that they're corporatists and it's really it's really not true. We gave a little speech at Young Americans for Liberty and we talked all about how libertarianism is actually the most compassionate ideology that you can have. Uh, we're we're the only ones we're the ones taking the problem seriously. You know, the other ones mm-hmm. they, they just bloviate about these these solutions that they that they think uh, are going to sound good and get them elected, but we're actually talking about things that could that could really fix the problem. Uh, there's not much more yep. compassionate than that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that's why I worked so so hard for this party. Uh, you know, I've, I've uh, right now I work for both the Joe Jorgensen and the Spot Cohen campaigns. Uh, I worked for uh, Ian Pete that you guys had on your show a little while back. Mm-hmm. I worked for his campaign up in Illinois. You know, I worked for uh, some campaigns in Massachusetts and Texas. You know, uh, and run my region here in Tennessee. I worked really hard because you know I just. I love I love people, and uh, I love uh, the fact that the Libertarian Party views people as as, as an individual, and because we're all different, we're all our, our own different type of fingerprint, you know, and, and it's really you know, don't hurt people, don't take their things, you know, and as long as you 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 don't do that, you know, you're well on your way to libertarianism. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, uh, I was talking to a gubernatorial candidate in West, from West Virginia today, and, mm-hmm. and she was saying um, that a lot of people really do hold libertarian beliefs at least about themselves and how they want other people to act towards them. And what we need to make sure we do is get everyone to also want to act that way towards other people. I think we're halfway mm-hmm. there with, uh, with a yep. lot of people. Um, now what we're going to get all this, this typical stuff. And I think this year is going to be a lot bigger, but if you vote for third party, well, that's a vote for, you know, fill in the blank, whoever the other candidate Mm -hmm. is, that's what it is. Uh, what do you think the, you know, what's the argument for voting third party and not just punching the old R and D like we've been doing for hundreds of years now? Yeah, well, I think it it really kind of comes down to, you, you hear that a lot more, in the big national elections and you hear it in statewide elections and, and even sometimes in the nonpartisan local elections. Uh, we here in Tennessee, we've really been kind of focusing on our local elections. Uh, we've got several elected libertarians across the state from county mayors to uh, county commissioners, city councilmen. We've got uh, four people right now in Tennessee is running this cycle uh, that we hope to have an office in city council campaigns. But I think one of the, the biggest things that I would like to do at, uh, as the Libertarian Party of Tennessee to kind of start changing that mindset and getting people aware of the Libertarian Party. And, and it's like you were talking about earlier, changing that mindset of people thinking that we're selfish or, or looking at our ideals 
and our principles as a negative because they have been part of this government program for so many years that that they view maybe sometimes their ideas as a little dangerous. So it's a lot easier for them to use that excuse of, oh, I can't do it because the other guy will win or the other guy. So one, one of the programs that I'm talking about I'd like to do with the Libertarian Party of Tennessee to kind of start changing that image and, and getting those making it a whole lot easier to pull that lever for gold is uh, liberty in action, kind of putting our principles into action, uh, leading that at a state party level. Uh, I know in the lead up to our presidential nomination, uh, the Libertarian Party in North Carolina worked with uh, Spike Cohen and Jacob Hornberger on on events called Pound the Pavement events, where they went into... uh, some of the neighborhoods that are most affected by government overreach, over-policing, and uh, things like that. And they knock doors, talk to people about libertarianism. And one of the big uh, comebacks that they, they had from that experience was that most of these people could talk libertarianism better than some of the experienced libertarians that they had knocking doors with. <laughs> they just had no idea that there was, was a party out there that matched those types of philosophies and would work for them. And the party grew exponentially just in one day of them knocking doors in these neighborhoods. So I think key is for us to kind of shatter our echo chamber as the Libertarian Party and actually get out into neighborhoods, have these types of events, uh, knock doors, talk to people, uh, show that uh, our charitable ideas, working with charities or mutual aid networks, small businesses, that when they say libertarian ideas can't really work in a real society, we can show, yeah, a lot of them are working right now in, in uh, kind of microcosms across, across the state and across the nation. Like right now in my whiskey region, uh, my Moore County chair, William Patton, is organizing a uh, charity toy bike ride uh, that is going to start in Lynchburg, Tennessee, and go to Carthage, Tennessee, uh, stopping at uh, Eagles Tavern. And that's going to be scheduled towards the end of November. But doing things like that to really kind of show show the people of Tennessee, because I believe Tennessee has always been a very libertarian state. You know, historically, mm-hmm. even when you look look at Tennessee and from from the first time that that refugees from the Whiskey Rebellion crossed through the Cumberland Gap into the foothills of the Appalachians. Tennessee has always been a very willing state to accept the uh, principles that that guide the Libertarian Party. And I believe that if we as a party can get out there and show the people of Tennessee and maybe show the people around the nation that that our principles do work and they are working, and that's only going to go to help our candidates who are running. Because we, we do hear that all the time. I can't vote for you because this is the most important election of our lifetime. Or, or I can't vote for you because it, it's great that you, you have all these ideas, but they're never going to work in a real real world situation. When both of those situations are, are, are just, just untrue. So I think battling back against the, the propaganda that the Republicrats really kind of put out there to fearmonger people against uh, – Pulling that lever for for a third party is going to work leaps and bounds once people are comfortable 
with our principals, comfortable with our ideas, and actually know that there's a party out there that they're going to mostly, probably 80% right off the bat, identify with and show that we can win these elections. And uh, it, it starts at that local level, winning uh, city council, county commission races, county mayors, you know, and then we have candidates with voting records that we can start running in state reps, state senate, and work our way up from there in Tennessee. But it all starts with, with, with us getting outside of our echo chambers and, and really bringing our message to the people of Tennessee. Yeah, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, we, we say these things like it starts on the local level or the, the local mm -hmm. elections are the most. And sometimes, I don't know, I think people don't really take it seriously all the time. But you look around the country and, and you just imagine if you had, if, if, if all the sheriffs around the country were libertarians, if you could imagine how much better that would do, I don't know how many, you know, some places like where I'm from in Illinois originally, we elected the sheriff and they, I don't know how, if that's how everyone does it, but sheriffs really are a massive backstop against uh, actually in, enforcing and instituting some of the laws that we don't like. And we've seen that play out a few places around the country. Um, it, you, you really can have your own little uh, freedom zones if you get the right people in, in office that are not going to, uh, to enact all of the tyranny we see coming from the higher ups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, people people love you know presidential election years because they love to focus on that. But really, when, when it boils down to it, the person that's going to have some of the biggest impacts on your life, whether that be through through your local laws or local taxes, uh, property taxes, things like that, are your local officials. Those are those are some of the most important positions to a person's everyday life is things like city council or, or county commission, county mayor, sheriffs, uh, district attorneys, all, all of these different positions that we can run for and make actu actual actionable changes immediately within our lives on a local level. And really, that's what kind of libertarianism brings back to, is bringing it back kind of to that local level and governing small within our communities, uh, kind of going back to William Patton again. He's one of my right-hand guys down here in the Whiskey region. Uh, we just had an event a couple of weeks ago in Lynchburg, Tennessee, and he was talking about uh, uh, the trash collection in Lynchburg, Tennessee, and uh, how they got together at a local level and, and just something as small as doing a value-added trash removal service on a local level really helps the Moore County Lynchburg area. And, you know, that's something that you're not going to see a change on when you're, when you're focusing really on the presidential and vice presidential. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I, I love that we, we are on the ballot in all 50 States uh, plus DC and even Guam. <laughs> but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, the, the work that Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen are putting in, the very hard work, this is one of the most amazing grassroots presidential campaigns I think the Libertarian Party has seen in a long time. Uh, I got to write, I got to be included in part of uh, Spike's bus tour through uh, Georgia and Alabama. And just, just seeing that, knowing that we've got this momentum coming out of 2020, going into 2021. 
So how do we, as the Libertarian Party, capture this momentum that they're building and roll that into getting county commissioners elected, city councilmen, sheriffs, district attorneys, dog catchers, constables, <laughs> whatever is going to be on the ballot at the local level, because really we can make actionable change immediately. Uh, people like David Tyler down in Hamilton County, who is running for uh, city council, uh, Trish Butler and Joey Dassinger, who are running up in Clarksville, uh, Cassie Cummings, who is running over in Sumner County. These are the people that are going to be, if, if we elect these people into the city council positions, they can start making actionable changes in our lives at a local level. So it's important that we start there, and it's great that maybe we can build some of these candidates up, like, like Trish Butler. She's a wonderful candidate up there in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. She's the type of person that once she gets elected, gets a voting record and gets going, she's someone that maybe eventually we could run for a state rep position or a state senator position or a U.S. rep. It's all about building the infrastructure within our state party right now so we can handle these type of elections. And I think that's maybe where we fall short a lot of times as a party is actually building that infrastructure to support uh, support our candidates, support our uh, local affiliates, support uh, events to be able to go out into our community. So you know, as Libertarian Party of Tennessee chair, you know, those are the things I'd be really kind of focusing on is really building up our state party's infrastructure to be a, a support unit for our candidates, for our activists, for our volunteers uh, all across the state of Tennessee. I'm so glad you mentioned to- Trisha. I'm, I'm sending Trisha a message right now because um, I forgot I told her I was going to see if she could come on the show sometime. And uh, yeah. I have sent her a message. Uh, she told me to told me to send her one sometime closer to the election. And uh, man, yeah. I tell you what, I would love to hear her doing a press conference sometime. It would just be so fun to listen to for sure. She's fun to talk to. Oh yeah, yeah. We we love Trish and we love what she's doing. She's been doing a great job up there in Clarksville. Her and Joey Dassinger. And man, I tell you, David Tyler down in Hamilton County, he's running for East Bridge uh, City Council down there. He's been doing a super job. I've been down to several of his uh, events in Chattanooga. Uh, He's got it going on. I think think we've got a really good chance to have four more libertarians within a local office here in Tennessee, and that's going to be great. We've got two... uh, Two, I believe, county commissioners in Carthage, Tennessee. You know, we've got a county mayor. You know, it, it's things like that, yeah. that that really you start to see it happening. It makes all the hard work and, and money and dedication that you put into this party. It, it makes it all all worth it to start seeing seeing that incremental change here at the beginning. And, and I think if we can get the infrastructure in place for the state party to start doing events and start really getting people uh, aware. That's when we're going to start bringing people in that are going to be able to run for more and more of these local offices. And what's it like to get get on the ballot in Tennessee for for a libertarian? For a libertarian, uh, ballot access is one of our thorns in the side. Tennessee has some of the toughest ballot access laws in the country when it comes to uh, being a recognized party. 
Uh, right now, in order to be a recognized uh, party in the state of Tennessee, we have to gather just a little over 56,000 signatures to be recognized. And with, with the uh, attrition of signatures that the state of Tennessee has had in the past, we're looking at close to 100,000 signatures that we would have to gather just to get minor party status in the state, whereas the Democrats and Republicans right now, they need 25 signatures. Good not twenty-five, not 2,500, not 25,000. Hold 25, on, you're saying, you're, saying, you're saying they have to get 25 signatures and the Libertarian Party has to get how many? A little over 56,000. Good Lord. Yeah. Now, they, they do make it a little bit easier on us to run as an independent. Uh, like when we were getting Joe and uh, Spike on the ballot, it was uh, I think it was 350 signatures to get her and Spike on as an independent presidential candidate. Whereas states like Alabama, it was 5,000 to get them on as an independent. So wow, I mean, you so can it, just it's see little, it's set up yeah. against it's set up against third parties. It's obvious. it absolutely is. And when you look at the history of the ballot access laws in Tennessee, a lot of those were written back in, the, I believe it was the 1960s. So a lot of times you can really kind of connect a lot of our ballot access laws in this state to being really one of the last remnants of Jim Crow laws that do exist within the state of Tennessee. And a lot of people didn't look at it like that. But Daniel Lewis, who is a very intelligent member of the Libertarian Party, out of Nashville, Tennessee, uh, he is our state historian, and he has an an exciting PowerPoint presentation on this. <laughs> but, oh, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would suggest it. it's a great read. But really kind of the history of that, the, the ballot access laws, you know, the fear that, you know, there would be uh, African-American caucuses that formed into parties to try to run, I mean, Daniel Lewis has it all, all kind of write down this entire kind of history uh, of ballot suppression in the state of Tennessee. And when you really look all across the country, some of the toughest ballot access laws are here in the South. I mean, Georgia has extremely tough ballot access laws. Tennessee, Alabama does. Arkansas has got really tough laws. And it's really kind of tough to get over, over that hump. I mean, some other states do as well, like Ohio. And I know uh, after talking to Brian Lambert that uh, Illinois is another stickler for, for trying to get onto the ballot. But, yeah, our Tennessee state constitution states that uh, ballot or elections shall be free and equal. So our argument is that Democrats and Republicans state 25 and we need 56,000 signatures. How is this free and equal? So kind of... Um that's that's crazy and i'm definitely going to make sure i go on a nice tweet storm later about that ballot access that's i didn't realize it was that lopsided in tennessee um that yeah. is that is crazy but um you know a lot of people when i talk to talk to them that are libertarians and and honestly i guess i'm i'm one of them now charlie the co-host who couldn't be here he's kind of one of them but we say big l or small l libertarians can you mm -hmm. can you tell me the what's the benefit of just go ahead and becoming a big L libertarian and get involved in the party? Well, becoming a big L right now, and I, and I know a lot of the things that scare off a little, our little L libertarians, 
is really the fact that sometimes we, we don't have that infrastructure in place to really run and compete with quote unquote the big boys you know sometimes we we act you know there there's uh things that, that get in the way like us being able to support candidates or support local affiliates i know there's been several people that i, I know in the state party that took uh that jumped over from little l to big l and decided to take responsibilities like uh county affiliate chairs and there just really wasn't that support system there so i think one of the biggest draws is going to be once we get this support system in place and once we can show that we are you know able to win elections even if it's just at a local level I think it'll make it more enticing for our little L's to jump over and become big L's. And I, I love my little L liber, libertarians, you know, because <laughs> without little L libertarians, we wouldn't be able to win these elections like uh, county commissions and county mayors. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to take a job within the libertarian party. You don't have to be a chair. You don't have to run for office to be a libertarian. You know, libertarians are libertarians, you know, but if you want to help this party, if you want to see us gain even more traction in this state and even all across the country, you know, I would welcome you to come in and cross over and, and draw a little mark at the bottom of your little L and jump in and <laughs> kind of help us out. But I realize it's a two way street. The big L libertarians that are within these state parties, we have to put forth our F, our best effort and our best foot forward to be able to build a party structure that is worth making that leap over and worth being able to spend your time, your volunteer hours and your money into building something that, that no, it, it's like a business. I, I mean, any party is going to be like a business structure. What I do in my professional life is I'm a quality systems engineer. So I, I work with a lot of the business management systems and installing those and uh, within uh, companies that want to be successful. So it takes a lot of looking at how some of the gears turn with each other within a company and how uh, you can evaluate internal and external customers and suppliers. And I think really kind of with the Libertarian Party of Tennessee, that's something we need right now. We need... Uh, to come in and start building these systems within the infrastructure of our party so that we can attract our little L's to cross over and say, hey, we've done the work on the party. You know, we're not asking you to come in and help help build a skyscraper. We've already got the infrastructure built. If you're willing to come over and help us spread the philosophy of libertarianism and the ideas of liberty, and if you're willing to make that crossover, we've got this structure built. Come help us. I talked a lot of, on the, my tour with Spike Cohen is, you know, we're seeing a lot of new libertarians starting to cross over because of the hard work that Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen are doing. And I always talk about kind of give it a southern twang. I'm a Tennessee guy. But I always say I can't wait to look into these new libertarians eyes and say, welcome home. But like Ramallah used to say, excuse the mess, but we're building. 
what are we building? We're building a party that's going to challenge the cult of the omnipotent state to see a world set free in our lifetimes. But it's got to be a two-way street between the big L's and the little L's. We've got to show the little L's that, that it's worth your time and effort to jump over and do work within our party, that we are doing good work and we are making an impact uh, as far as bringing, you know, our local communities back towards uh, swinging back towards libertarianism. What are your What are your thoughts so far on Dr. Jorgensen and and Spike Cohen? Have you been pretty? Uh, it sounds like you've been pretty impressed with the work they're doing and and having them as candidates. Have you been uh, pretty happy with that? I, I've been pretty happy with that. Spike Cohen, I know a whole lot better. I worked on Spike Cohen's campaign uh, when he was running for the nomination of vice president. Uh, he actually started his campaign in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, back in December. Uh, I got to plan that event. That was that was a super fun event to plan up there in Nashville when when he was a, when he announced his uh, intentions to run for vice president. So. Spike does a really good job. Uh, as you guys probably already know, you know, he's the first millennial to ever to be on the ballot in all 50 states in this country. Hmm. And, you know, I'm an elder millennial as uh, <laughs> Spike is. So that, that kind of uh, that, that kind of speaks to me and the youth outreach that Spike does. And if you ever watch an interview of uh, Spike Cohen, or where he's talking to actual people in the in the streets or at an event, Spike Cohen isn't like isn't like any kind of candidate you're going to see. I mean, most candidates you see them walk up to the crowd and they will talk through people and just walk off. Spike walks up, he looks them in the eye, he asks them their name, and then he stands there and he listens to them, and he listens to their concerns as long is they want to stand there and talk to him about their concerns. And when they're done, Spike will answer them with, with, a, with a voice of kindness, with a voice of love, with a voice of concern. And most of the time, you're going to see somebody walking away from that that is going to be a libertarian voter or at the very least considering the Libertarian Party. Yeah, that's what I've noticed from Spike. We've had him on the show twice, and we had Dr. Jorgensen on too, and she's she's been great too. But our conversations with Spike, he seems like one of uh, – he's so good at getting across the messaging for libertarianism – uh, he's very compassionate. I don't think I don't think it's a political message for him. I think he's actually a very compassionate guy. He really does care and understand people. Uh, he really does care about people. And and um, uh, I'm very very excited for his future and being in the Libertarian Party. He's he actually yeah, he yeah. gets me excited as you know as a Libertarian that he's going to be around. Yeah, he and and the thing about Spike Cohen is Spike Cohen is Spike Cohen, whether he's at a political event or whether you're sitting with him at an Airbnb or whether you're out with him to dinner, that that's the exact same Spike Cohen you're going to get 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And Spike cares so much about people. He loves people, and he realizes that this message, that this philosophy of libertarianism, it, it, it this is the way. You know that's one of my that's one of my my taglines is, is 
is this is the way, but it's more than just a, a hokey Star Wars, new Star Wars reference. <laughs> it is uh, it is more of my, this is the way, building our infrastructure, this is the way, winning local races, this is the way, coming to people in their communities with a message of kindness and love and understanding, this is the way. This is how we start making headway because as most of us can see, the winds of politics are starting to shift within the United States. And I think we have a chance to be on the forefront of the edge of that change. And and messengers like Spike Cohen are, are gonna be gonna be the tip of the spear for us going forward. Uh, em, kind of emulating that that same way that Spike comes to people because he is one of the most he sent <laughs> little story in Savannah uh I was on his bus tour from October the 10th through the 12th, started out in Atlanta, went to Birmingham and finished in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, well, the Savannah, Georgia event was my birthday. And uh, I was supposed to speak at the event. And uh, we usually had an MC that introduced each one of the speakers. Well, when it came, the first speaker was supposed to speak, the MC go up and introduce me. Well, when the first speaker got done, I kind of, tapped the MC on the shoulder and was like, okay, man. And Spike walked right past me to the podium. I'm like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> what, what's, what's going on here? I was like, well, are they skipping me? Well, Spike got up there and he, he gave one of the, one of the most kindest speeches about me ever. And then he got me up there on stage and he had the entire audience sing happy birthday. to me. Huh. Nice. <laughs> Nice. So nice. just just those those simple acts of kindness sometimes can change people. And even if you don't win somebody over to libertarianism that day, you planted a seed. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of times they're going to go out and they're going to think about what they heard. You know, and and the more that we can talk about that, the more that we can get outside of our echo chambers, the more that we can go into our communities and, and talk about libertarianism the more that we can water those seeds and show them that we are serious. We are a serious party. We, we are serious about our message. Yeah, we have fun. You know, we, we have fun every once in a while, you know, that, and that's one of the draws sometimes to the Libertarian Party is people see us doing these serious things in politics and having fun doing it, you know. So, so that's what kind of draws us or draws a lot of people to the party that I've seen over the past couple of years. And Spike Cohen is a great messenger of that. You know, he comes with that message of, of compassion and love with a little bit of humor mixed into that, <laughs> which is going to be huge for, for our youth outreach for this party because the as younger millennials and even the elder millennials and as the uh, Generation Z comes on, you know, that's what a lot of those people are going to be looking at for, for their politicians as someone who is coming from that that uh, message of kindness and compassion and empathy and, and can be a little bit funny uh, while doing it. You know, it's a very serious job what we do in politics. You know, we're, we're trying to incrementally change the world. And if we can't have a little bit of fun doing it every once in a while, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And that, I mean, it shows that you're a real person too, not just a, yeah. not just someone in a suit that's, that's reading lines off a, off a teleprompter or anything. I mean, I think people are sick of that. So. That, oh. oh yeah. Yeah. All, all right, man. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for your time tonight. And, uh, you know, we're here in Nashville, Tennessee. So you're, you know, you're ever in town, you want to get a beer or something like that. Just let, just let us know. And, uh, awesome. and we'll come hang out for sure. But uh, where can people go to uh, follow you, social media, anything like that? Uh, on social media, uh, if they, I've got a Facebook page right now. It's uh, David Jones for LPTN Chair. Uh, they can go follow me uh, there and kind of follow my campaign's progress uh, for the LPTN Chair. But if, you know, if anybody out there in Tennessee is interested at all in the Libertarian Party of Tennessee, I urge you to go to lptn.org. And uh, we've got a map on there of all the counties. Find your, find, whatever county you're in, find an affiliate. If there isn't an affiliate currently organized within your county, uh, find out who your regional chair is. Uh, send an email to the site. We will answer you back. Uh, we're, we're, always looking for help and if you're interested just head on over there lptn.org and uh shoot us an email wherever you're at in the state of tennessee and uh we'll get you hooked up with 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 whatever you need all right david well thank you so much for your time you have a good rest of your night all right you too thank you very much for having me on all right thank you bye